personally, when I call my friends that I'm not studying architecture and design, I always describe it as hell, but I have a smile on my face when I say it. I felt like I slept more in studio than I did at home. <laughs> oh like, especially my second semester of the, the first year. So whenever we first like had our, had our first ID studio, since I commuted, I would do a lot of my work at home and then I would come to studio, have classes, and then just sleep at my, like I brought like a little mini pillow and I just slept at the studio for like a few hours and then I went back home <laughs> and then I continued working at home. You're all working really hard, but in a way it kind of bonds you together where it's like everyone's helping each other out and is trying their best to encourage each other and like work through the suffering, <laughs> you know? And I think when this bond is strongest is kind of when things are toughest. Even though it's competitive, you need that culture of like openness so that you learn as a studio rather than just pure competitiveness. Good morning and welcome to Sorry I'm in Studio, a podcast delivered to you at the most productive hours of studio, 1am Sunday night. Okay, what's up guys? My name is Cadmiel. My name is Nick. My name is Sarah Wong. And I'm Michael. Yes, we are all ID students in our second year. Right now we are preparing for jury weeks. Right? Yeah, sophomore review. Sophomore review. <laughs> How is it going? <laughs> Rough. Yeah, it's not going great. <laughs> uh, it's pretty, pretty nerve wracking and terrifying, but you know, prepare for the worst. It's kind of nerve wracking. So today's episode, I was thinking about us talking our journey so far into industrial design and what we thought it would be and what it is now and kind of also like kind of something where people could relate like freshmen could relate to us because of online studio maybe they haven't been able to see each other's and maybe they can they might be struggling and not know that thinking that they are the only one or thinking that they will not pass studio because of that when in fact most people do struggle so yeah so just to kind of try to um get close closer with the incoming freshmen who haven't had actual studio we're hoping to kind of relate uh some of our own freshman experiences and talk about our time in the actual architecture studio in person before covid existed um and just talk about that transition from uh, architecture 1500 to industrial design 1500. Yeah. So without further ado, who wants to start? Well, I'm going to kick off the whole thing with um, something we can all very much relate to, which is all the things that they told us to buy for... Uh, architecture 1500 that we never actually used and i don't believe we'll ever use <laughs> i was talking to nick about and sarah about that guys i have a 
parallel bar, like a brand new parallel bar sitting in my apartment. It has been here. It has been here for two years. Two years. So I'm waiting next semester when we go in person. I can sell it to a lucky one <laughs> that's only gonna use it for one semester. But yes, for the first semester, like we did not know. Like it, it's not. It's common. Like you don't know what you're going into. First semester, second semester, to me, were two different things. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Parallel bar. I also have a parallel bar. Um. That I have never used. I didn't even use it during initial studio, like uh, Architecture fifteen hundred. Not a single time did I actually use it. Uh, they had someone come through the studio and help us mount it. Like some uh, architecture seniors came through uh, and were like trying to teach us how to put these things together because they're actually kind of complicated and they got a lot of strings and wires going everywhere and got to screw them into the table and. Again, I just never used it once. And of course I can't use it now because I don't have a desk to mount it to because I'm working from home, right? So it's it's really ridiculous. But even if I was in studio, I still wouldn't be using it. Uh, you know, I, I always used a ruler instead. You know, it was just way easier for me. I was more of a T-square T person. Mm. I used the T-square and the the um, right triangles yeah right triangles man <laughs> those are necessary that kind of reminds me um one of the key things that i took away from architecture 1500 and like what i really think it was preparing us for was being very very precise with measurements because you can't be imprecise about anything you know you have to tell the world exactly how everything should be measured like down to the yeah. millimeter um and you have to do it right in your actual models otherwise they'll make you redo it talking about measurement do you eyeball things <laughs> still is everything you do like you know the right measurement or do you still eyeball some things i personally am pretty precise and when i on my models like I have to know every single dimension in order for me to start working on it. But that's just me, I guess. How about you, Michael? I would definitely eyeball things at the very beginning. And I got very lucky, especially on the first cube that we made. It was like the, the two inch cube. And apparently it was like pretty spot on to two inches and they pulled out like the, the ruler and everything. And then they're like, yeah, it's two inches. But it looks ugly because I had glue all over it and it stained it. So they made me redo it anyway. I want to ask a question. Like, you have a favorite semester so far? Oh man, that's tough. Um, I think I like each semester, but for different reasons. Um, like, I look back at Architecture 1500. At the time, it was kind of painful because I was going from this shock of not knowing the standard that they were going to hold me to, to now I've got to like buy all these programs and I have to think about, oh gosh, I have to transfer to digital sketching, never done that before. You know, uh, I have to be way more precise with measurement than I thought I needed to be. Um, 
you know, all I'm doing is making cubes. Why do I keep making cubes? Why are we always <laughs> making cubes? Um, and Make again, I, th I think it was to try to teach us precise measurement and get us familiar with some, you know, uh, common materials like wood and concrete and such. But that whole experience was really shocking. And it was a little brutal near the end. Um, but I look back on it now with a lot of nostalgia, mostly for those first all-nighters I pulled in studio where I would go into studio at like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday and I would not leave studio until noon on a Wednesday. And I would be awake the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I relate. Yeah, so... Like those are those experiences. Your favorite semester was the first semester. In a way, it kind of was. Um, I also did a lot of uh, writing in the Moleskine notebooks. They told us to bring. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. So like they told us to um, buy these uh, Moleskine notebooks and carry them with us everywhere. They yeah. said. And they said, we want you to write everything in there, anything you think of, anything creative or interesting, you draw in it, whatever, do that. And at the end of the semester, when we review all of your work, everything, um, we're going to look at those note look through those notebooks a little bit just to see if you did, did much. And so I was really anxious about that at first. I don't think it was actually as big a deal as they made it out to be. Yeah. But um, I actually really enjoyed that. And it helped me to, like, it helped me so much in, like, planning out, okay, how am I going to do this project? And it, it helped me in sketching out some ideas, and it helped me to find a lot of interesting things. And I didn't, I didn't just put, uh, you know, ID and architecture stuff in there. I, I put my own personal notes and... I actually doodled my prophet, my studio teacher, and she saw it. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how about you, Sarah? What was your... If you had a favorite semester so far, what would it be? I think it was second semester of freshman year when we first started ID. I felt like the expectations weren't terribly high or like since we're freshmen it didn't have to be like 120 percent perfect so i felt like there was a little bit uh more freedom and i i think that was the semester that i slept the most <laughs> because the transition from the high intensity of the first semester and then the transition to the second semester i felt like it was a lot less intense in the sense that there wasn't a project every single like two weeks or three so i felt like more i was like more relaxed in this sense mm -hmm. how about you michael tough question um i actually i personally would say maybe even the later semesters because that's when i started understanding like what industrial design was because the first semester I definitely like only had like an idea. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be designing things, but what I don't quite know. And then that first semester when we we're just making cubes over and over again, I was just like, I don't know what we're actually doing. Like I don't know anything about my major the whole semester. And so we went into the second semester 
um, and we actually started like kind of like I guess looking more towards the product design area and then this semester and last semester I enjoyed the most because it's a lot more practical in terms of our major and plus we're able to do a lot more things that we would be doing uh, if we were working so that's that's what I find fascinating yeah they definitely start you really slow where like at the first semester architecture 1500 all you do is just make cubes <laughs> and it, like when I was in the middle of that I was like man when am I gonna start making like an actual product or when are they gonna start teaching me something like that and in all honesty I don't think I was quite ready to do anything like that and I think the cubes are kind of a sort of necessary step to again establish can you be precise can you handle making all these measurements and all these different angles and telling people how that is and like making graphics for that you know it's kind of a weed out thing and then first semester of id you start to make like cups and it's like man i don't want to make a cup i want to make something like like really crazy i don't i don't just want to make like cups and like soap dishes and stuff but again they eat they ease you they ease you really slowly into the actual kind of product making stuff and now in this studio that we're in right now um we're like trying to make waffle makers and um you know popcorn machines and stuff um and i'm sure it will get even more complicated once we hit junior year yeah me, my favorite semester so far would be, I guess, fall 2020. Because I, it, it was like, like when I came into the studio, guys, like talking about measurements and stuff like that, Nick can be my witness that first semester, I was a wreck. I was <laughs> sleeping every day at the co-ed. <laughs> I was yeah. just living there and my work just sucked like all-nighter do not improve your work and at the end of the semester they almost failed me <laughs> and you're you all are talking about like the notebook didn't do anything and stuff like that like <laughs> i remember i had a meeting like astrid my teacher at the time she was like hey you need to talk with uh, this id teacher about the uh, because your work isn't is not where we think it should be for this to go into the next semester. So I went and met the ID teacher and he was like, yeah, we look at your work. Like, why do you want to do ID and stuff like that? Like, you are too behind. Like, this is too low quality for this program. And I was like, well, I'm going to improve during Christmas. And, you know, I can sketch. And he looked at me and he's like, you can sketch? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, show me and that's the notebook i showed that day and he looked at it and he was like he can sketch <laughs> and he gave me two books he was like this is a book about sketching and this is a book about making prototypes i want you to spend all christmas on it and be ready for next semester so i did and next semester i wasn't that good but fall 2020 was like when i felt like i was at the level i needed to be 
for that class. And it came like one year and one year and a half after that. So that's, you know, that was like the best semester. I got a B for the first time in studio and I'm very proud about it. Wait, so, so your notebook was like the main reason why you were able to progress to sophomore year, or I guess the next year freshman, like ne- next semester freshman year. I don't know, but when I said I can sketch, they were like, show us that you can sketch. Wait, which notebook? You're talking about the one from the very first yes, semester? Yes, the one they were like, yeah, sketch, doodle, have this notebook with you all the time. Oh. And you... <laughs> Because again, I think we were talking about how the incoming freshmen, they haven't had any experience being inside the architecture building, sitting at desks all night with everyone else in the studio, you know? Um, So yeah, you know, I just want to give them kind of a glimpse at that, you know, what is it like being in the architecture building actually physically with all the other students? Being in the architecture building is, <laughs> I don't know, like, I've always personally, when I call my friends that I'm not studying architecture and design, I always describe it as hell, but I have a smile on my face when I say it. But it's like this spirit of, I don't know if it's competitiveness or like energed work, if I may describe it like that. Like, you see, everybody's working on something. After class, still going on. There's, like, this spirit of, so I'm doing it. And you look at someone's work and you're like, oh, no, I need to improve mine. And, you know, I, that's so far what I think about it. But what do you all think about it? Low-key, I, I thought of something, an analogy that works really well, which is, I think, being in the architecture building in studios kind of like being on a track team where you're all suffering because you're all running miles and doing all kinds of extraneous exercises you're all working really hard but in a way it kind of bonds you together where it's like everyone's helping each other out and is trying their best to encourage each other and like work through the suffering (laughs) you know and i think when this bond is strongest is kind of when things are toughest where you're stuck overnight in the building um and like tomorrow at nine in the morning you have to have something to show and you right now you don't have something to show and it's two in the morning you know so you just keep going and you keep pushing and you see some people around you and you're like, man, you know, I'm not the only one that is out here, you know? And there are people who commute to uh, U- the UH campus, commute and go into the architecture building. They go home and they work all night too, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's So even if not everyone is in studio overnight, there are still a lot of people who work right up until you know a few hours or even a few minutes before deadlines you know um and that can be a really that can really bring a studio together when uh you're able to see your other studio classmates 
doing the same things you are and working through the same struggles, you know? Yeah. You don't feel like so much of a failure, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. How about you, Michael, Sarah? How would you describe studio being in the co-ed? Um, I think for studio, I guess it's up to you how the environment is because the more open you are to sharing ideas and kind of interacting with your classmates, I think, yeah, it, it's up to you because like if you're closed off and you want to be secret and so that because you kind of compared with your other classmates when the professor comes in, but at the same time, uh, like you should have the ideas from other people, even though it's competitive, you need that culture of like open openness so that uh, you learn as a studio rather than just pure competitiveness. So I feel like studio for our studio, we were pretty open with each other. And so it's like a, a good environment to to learn and stuff. So that's what I like about uh, studio. If you see someone over to your left or your right who's doing way better at you at something, um, or if your professor telling you, hey, this person, you should do something more like they're doing, you know, or do it to their standard. You should go and talk to that person and see if you can learn something about what you're doing wrong, you know, and they'll probably help you. Like, that, that's kind of how the studio atmosphere is, is there's this kind of competition where, yeah, you're all being compared to each other all the time. And you know, there's always this worry that like, oh, am I going to make the cut? Am I going to be as good as the next person? But as long as you help each other out, that fear will kind of subside and you won't feel so much like you're fighting each other to the death, you know? I agree. I stopped sucking in studio when I started stalking Samuel. <laughs> yeah, Sam. <laughs> Sam is a nice guy, you know? Nice guy to work with. He was right to. in front of me. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and me both, Cadmiel. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, just let's talk him and get better. How about yeah. you, Michael? How would you describe studio? Studio for me was, uh, I would say, fairly different. Cause, especially because I was a commuter. Um, so a lot of times, like... When I would pull all nighters and and whatnot, it would it would obviously be at home, and I wouldn't I would have to make sure that I had enough sleep for the drive back to class. I guess that part was like a little bit stressful, but in studio, like physically in studio, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 you guys pretty much summed most of it up. Um, everyone's kind of suffering and going things together, like one foot at a time, but um, one step at a time, but. I kind of liked especially whenever it was during class and when you could see like everyone, everyone, everyone just frantically working to get more done so that the, the professor just like doesn't doesn't feel like underwhelmed about the amount of work that they did and whatnot. Uh, I really like that sort of busyness and everybody like really, really focusing and concentrating on their, their stuff while also like, you know, um, having a little fun um we would always like like i sort of joke around and have like light conversations as we worked which was great 
I felt like I slept more in studio than I did at home. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, especially my second semester of the the first year. So whenever we first like had our had our first ID studio, I would since I commuted, I would do all my like a lot of my work at home, and then I would come to studio, have classes, and then just sleep at my like I brought like a little mini pillow and I just slept at the studio. For like a few hours and then I went back home <laughs> and then I continue working at home like I always say like I've passed midnight that's where like <laughs> the craziness start to happen if you want to have friends stay in studio past midnight <laughs> that's where people <laughs> reveal themselves and that was so much fun like I would spend so many nights like I had a sleeping bag and I literally knew the best spots to sleep in the co-ed <laughs> because I would spend so many nights. And I remember, like, we knew the janitors and stuff like that. Like, yeah. the people working, we literally knew them. <laughs> we became friends with them. Yeah, the janitor would come by and he would wave and be like, hey, guys, and we'd be like, hey, how's it going? You know, it was very, awesome. it was very nice, very relaxed, you know. Um, there was one guy in the studio who... I remember borrowing his sleeping bag one time that he had like laid out underneath his desk because <laughs> he he started he got up and started working again and I just finished working and I was like I need to sleep right now so yeah definitely feel the yeah the kind of bedding in the in the architecture building vibe. Wow, I remember all walls, guys. It it was like. <laughs> Like in Gon in Gonzalez studio, they they hang like this weird triangle Illuminati triangle, and they were like in Gonzo we trust. Oh my God. <laughs> I had so much fun. That was always like, what? How did the teacher reacted when he saw that? <laughs> I remember we sang sometime. I remember we ordered one day. We ordered like we we gathered like thirty five bucks and we ordered like. A ton of pizza. And we ate them in my studio. I remember one day somebody brought a cat and like just left the cats on the table and the cat would just go across the tables. I remember you... the cat. Yes, the cat and you could so pet great. the cat. <laughs> yeah. That was therapeutic. And I remember second semester Fang Studio. I... You will remember like the first project no not the, the second project and i don't know how you live that but like the second project which was like i remember i made a flower pot but it was on a friday and almost nobody was ready and i remember that and Feng was like we are presenting on monday you gotta be ready by monday and i had no i had no product to show on friday and i spent <laughs> i remember i spent the whole weekend and like i People I never thought I would see spend, spending the night in studio. I saw them spending nights in studio. Oh my gosh. So I, I was trying... I remember this project. I was trying to make this five-star pencil holder out of stacked sheets of MDF wood. And it would taper in. Um, and while I was trying to core out the inside of this thing, I cut through the sidewall of my product and this was like the day before it was due i had 
cut through the wooden sidewall of this pencil holder and like i i was so terrified and horrified that like so many cracks and cuts had appeared breaking out of this holder and i was like dude i'm not gonna be able to fix this and like i was having like a panic attack in the architecture building and i remember joshua came up to me and he was like dude just go back go back to your dorm get some sleep take a shower come back in like three hours and you'll have a plan you'll have it figured out and i was like okay maybe i'll try that (laughs) you know and so I went and I did that and I came back and I was able to pull it together. Um, I managed to uh, use, like, I think it was Bondo, which is like kind of oh, yeah. Ooh, a, a sort of I love that. <laughs> it's like, it's like a weird wood sticky tack, you know, it tacks really well with um, all kinds of wood materials, yeah. um, really good patching material. Um and I basically patched all of the holes, reinforced the thing with tons of wood glue. Wherever there were cracks, I just filled it with wood glue. And then I spray painted the thing as fast as I could and primed it as fast as I could. And I had it just barely ready to go by the time it needed to be presented. But yeah, that that was terrifying. Do you remember that experience, Michael? I don't think I had such a panic experience, but I remember having to go home every weekend because um, I needed like a spray place because um, the dorms don't let you definitely don't let you spray, and the Keelan uh, the hours aren't long enough for you to spray. So I would have to go home every weekend and destroy my parents' garage. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a secondhand tip that you should go to the Blaffer Art Museum. Oh, um, we went to the Blaffer. Or like the, the Blaffer Art Department. Yeah. Um, the building over there, third floor, they spray paint things up there all the time. Yeah. Um, even though it's like semi-illegal. <laughs> yeah. So I remember nice. sitting up in the in the halls of the, the concrete halls of the Blaffer at like three in the morning spray painting this little wooden block you know my pitiful wooden pencil holder being like dude i think sarah was done (laughs) sarah was done and like you 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 gave this lamp that could like accelerate the drying and oh yeah we used it so much i think we broke one (laughs) yeah you guys busted one of the bulbs (laughs) 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 but I remember the night, like I had a product at midnight on a Sunday and I had like eight hours, nine hours before presenting the thing. And me and Nick came to my apartment to take the pictures of our yeah. product and make the poster. We were done at around 3 or 4 a.m. <laughs> and <laughs> we slept a little bit and we went back in studio and I had problem with printing. Oh my god, yeah. guys! Did you, did you did you have problem with printing your stuff? Yeah, when they wanted us to like print our posters, yes. um, so we had to make these huge posters, like enormous posters, you know, that are like showcasing our product, and we had to pin them up on a wall. So there's like thirty of these enormous posters going all the way down the wall, you know, advertising our little products. A lot of us would print like minutes or hours before 
studio actually happened and those posters needed to be on the wall yeah <laughs> so yeah that's the context of what what's being talked about here did you have any problems sarah uh, i think the first time i used it i used the wrong or my image wasn't big enough and so it came out pixelated <laughs> like on on my computer it didn't look too bad but when it started printing out i was like oh no you can see the squares. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I had a lot of low resolution posters too, where they would come out like semi pixelated, and you know, the studio professors would come up and look at it and be like, hmm, you need to fix that. And I was like, I know, I know, I know it's bad. I'm pretty sure I spent 30 bucks. Holy per project on printing on this Wolverine <laughs> machine because it was about like eight bucks to print something or something like that. it was something insane yes like five dollars. yes yeah this thing was expensive <laughs> okay so we're gonna end on one last question what advice would you give to you if you were to go back in the past and see yourself coming fresh what would you tell yourself about industrial design yeah that's a very good question a lot of us didn't exactly know starting off especially in the first the whole first semester we didn't really know like we we didn't really get to experience much of it at all we only like know the name um and so a lot of people might be slightly misled and they'd be like well what what, what, what are we doing here like what's the end goal here right at least that was my case so i just like kind of blindly went through it all and thankfully i made it up to this point where i'm like oh this is industrial design so you would explain yourself what it was right i guess i would tell myself to uh sketch more because when i came to id um i expected it to be uh more like engineering because my whole family is engineers so i kind of knew like engineering stuff. I knew how to draft and do CAD work. But then when I came to ID, there was a lot more artistic aspect about it. And I, the only art class I've ever taken was in middle school and that was one semester. So I was, I honestly did not have like an artistic background. I didn't know like what, what abstract art was. (laughs) And so like sketching, I, I never really sketched before, so I would definitely tell myself to to kind of learn how to sketch before coming. <laughs> how about you, Nick? So there are like 20,000 different little tips and tricks that I could throw at myself uh, about how to survive all the different studios and like deal with the different professors. But I think... What I would want to tell myself is less one of those specific tips or tricks and more just um, I shouldn't be worried so much about uh, failure because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be a struggling process. It's going to be a learning process. You're going to pull all-nighters. You're going to make mistakes and... You're going to come to studio with garbage every now and then and have to try to sell it to the professors. That's okay. You know, the point is you're learning something and 
hopefully if you if you really want this if you really want id um those setbacks will be tolerable and you'll be able to bounce back from them and kind of keep going that's what i'm telling myself right now facing down this whole terrible thing of sophomore review where if you don't get a passing grade of B or above, you cannot progress to junior year. What I'm telling myself is even if I fail that, it's gonna be okay. I think ID is what I want. And so I'll just consider this a setback and try again next year if I end up failing, right? Um, you know, I think I think that's what I would really want to hammer home with myself is it's okay to fail. It's not a do or die thing, you know? You can relax <laughs> and just try your best. That's all. Yeah. I feel like I would give myself an advice similar to don't stress, but also don't be... I guess a perfectionist, like, I remember some, like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't try to stun people or prove that you are some kind of genius. Focus on what they are trying to teach you through that project instead of, you are not trying to make a company, you are not trying to make the product that will revolutionize the world in studio. You are just learning something. And I feel like sometimes, I was so much about spending so much time thinking about one thing when I should have thought about the overall thing and what they are trying to teach me through that. And first semester, like, that's why I almost failed because instead of going with, I guess, a simple project that would teach me, that will help me understand what they are trying to teach me, I will redo, redo, redo again because I wanted my first trial to be perfect. I didn't want to fail one time. And the whole thing about ID, like if you want to be successful in ID, you have to embrace failure as a learning process. Like I remember my best project, like I made 13 prototypes, like whatever project I did where I made one only prototypes, it didn't go well. I had to redo, 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 and then you get what they are trying to teach you through that. So my advice for me would be, hey, don't don't try to blow people away <laughs> right now. This is not the time to shine as a star, don't know what you're trying to prove to people. Just learn. Learn the basics. And when you get your degree, you can... Yeah, you're not coming here because you're an ID professional. You're coming here because you want to be an ID professional, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Have humility. And I guess also communicate with your classmates because it's so important. Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely, different. yeah. So important. Your classmates can help you so much. Yeah. You know, what, what from like sharing materials to sharing experience on materials, or you know, like, like uh, teaching you how to use computer software, or where to where to get the best deals. Your classmates can help you in so many ways. I think one of the best things we did as a studio was create a group me, 
where we could all talk about, okay, what's due next? Hey, I need help with this. You know, I think, I think our class group means an excellent thing. I mean, just find ways to talk with your studio. Yes. You know? Doesn't have to be group me, but you need to have a way to talk with your studio. Surprise you know? Yeah. It, it's super, super helpful. Yeah. It was Daniel, Nick, Michael, Sarah. <laughs> and yes, going into jury. Hopefully, you will see us in third year next semester. We're all ready for. <laughs> For you to come ask us advice. Yeah, maybe we can come back and uh, do another podcast once our seniors, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. damn, yes. All right, yeah. guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. for listening to Sorry I'm in Studio, a podcast produced and presented by the Cleisthenes chapter of APX. If you're interested in joining us, check us out on Instagram at APX underscore Cleisthenes. And follow us at Sorry I'm in Studio on Instagram for the latest graphics and episode trailers.